1: Hello, this is your podcast attendant letting you know that the podcast is about to depart. Before we continue my first ever journey through the Harry Potter series, just a few quick announcements. First, this episode is being posted as I am in Tennessee for Pod X. Hey, Tennessee Mike with the worst microphone, how was Pod X? It was great. Oh, that's great, Tennessee Mike. Did you meet a bunch of cool people? I did. Oh, that's so wonderful to hear. Did you eat a lot of fried chicken? Had it twice, and every time I didn't eat fried chicken, I had barbecue. Oh, wow. Classic Tennessee, Mike. In Tennessee, I was able to meet a lot of Potterless listeners and wonderful human beings. And if you want to be a wonderful Potterless listener slash human being that I get to meet, you should see Multitude Live. In June, we're going to be in Brooklyn. In October, we're going to be in Boston. In August, we're going to be in Orlando. There could be more things in the future. I don't know when you're listening to this episode, but you should head to multitude.production slash live and check it out. I really would love to see all of you in the crowds at those things. I would love to meet you at meetups that we have all sorts of fun stuff there. If you want any and all information, go to multitude.production slash live. Also, this is the first episode of Potterless to be released in June. Here at Potterless, each month, we donate $1 for every member of our team over at patreon.com slash Potterless. And at the time of recording, we have Tennessee, Mike, how many do we have? 776. Patrons. Wow. That's incredible. That means we will be donating. 776 dollars to one heart worldwide. So given the Alabama and Georgia bills that are going through the United States Congress right now that are not great in terms of respecting women's health and their right to treatment, uh, a lot of people were asking that I donate to a charity against these bills or in support of abortions, Planned Parenthood, etc. I wanted to avoid that just because these donations come from patrons. And I know there are people out there who don't support abortions at all, no matter what the circumstances. And if you believe that, that is your right to Think that. So rather than support a touchy subject of a charity, I'm going with One Heart Worldwide, who is an amazing charity that has been doing great work for the past 20 years. Their mission is to end all preventable deaths related to pregnancy and childbirth worldwide. And their vision is to improve access to and utilization of quality healthcare services to reduce the risk of maternal and neonatal mortality in remote rural areas where mothers and their newborns are most vulnerable. So they do some really great work, and it's all just for keeping women and their children alive. Hopefully, keeping women and children alive isn't a hot button issue. Uh, so if you want to learn more about what they do, you can go to oneheartworldwide.org and that is all spelled out with letters, no numbers. And what would a Potterless intro be without listing off our new patrons that have joined our team over at patreon.com Potterless and to all the people who tell me to stop doing this in the beginning of episodes, no! So shout out to Megan Arenas, Amaranta, Cecilia Zephyr, Christina Hall, Christy, Sarah Hughes, Jillian Clare, Hannah Silbow, and Tatiana, a name correction for Mladen Drabenjakovic, Ariel Rigdon, and Eileen Gazesh. Shout out to the return of former patrons Bugaboo and Sané Sutter, and shout out to our newest producer-level patron, Heaven. They joined the ranks of Leanne, Vicky, Aaron, Jesse, Natalie, Clow, Frank, Marchismo, Samantha, Juan, Kieran, Abid, Rosemary, Jill, Marie, Lisa, Romina, Kamel, Russell, Dustin, Audra, Eleanor, Sydney, Billy, Rossanne, Nikita, Taylor, Ali, Amelia, Sean, Sarah, Ben, Rachel, Zachary, Orchid, Vivian, Takari, Haley, Moster, Pinky, Angelina, Ross-Marie, Alex, Brian, Caitlin, Mosin, Grace, Raul, Ingen, Mari, Brianne, Alexandra, John, Jen, Noel, Tao, Emily, Robin, Will, Liz, Mariah, Brandon, Sarah, Claire, Teal, Rory, Gloria, Sarah, Patrick, Alicat, Hallie, Veronica, Kevin, Lada, Noah, Tracy, Carlos, Pam, Colleen, Jennifer, Freeday, Ivor, Naomi, Tyler, Summer, Heather, Vera, Kerry, Andrea, Ella, Anthony, David, Elisa, Lynn, Cameron, Justin, Christine, Jacob, Toothless, Maya, Mark, Polly, Surgeon, Brittany, Nita, Tumnus, Remny, Matt, Sarah, Nona, Zina, Emily, Colleen, Harlan Wouter, Sheldarp, Noelia, Addy, Brian, Washin, Jenny, Nikki, Cara, Dorcas, Courtney, Kine, Amanda, Sabrina, Alicia, Kafir, Lindy, Marta, Benjamin, Tajinder, Skymart, Sarah, Peter, Yash, Marta, Stephanie, Justine, Aaron, CJ, Eileen, Kate, Violet, Hannah, Kat, Lindsay, Elizabeth, Fielding, Stephanie, Keegan, Miranda, Gail, Mr. Folk, Heather, Adam, Jesus, Christina, Maya, Zachary, Kieran, Ariel, and can Potter? Who never forget to drink all of the water out of their water bottle before going through airport security. If you want to be like one of these amazing patrons and get access to bonus content exclusive merchandise exclusive live streams my notes you can head on over to patreon.com potterless but without further ado let's get into episode 79 of potterless covering harry potter and the deathly hallows chapter 29 it's the portland live show guest starring multitudes own kelly beckman and eric schneider
3: what's up what's up what's up what's up
1: Thank you so freaking much for coming to Potterless Live! And thanks to Portland for having me! So, we are here uh, for a very special occasion because, if you don't know, my name is Mike Schubert. I'm a grown man that has never read the Harry Potter series before. I'm a 27-year-old man. Uh, you might know that that's a little different. Today's a special day because... It's my birthday! Thank you so much! Just, <laughs> just waiting on 50-cent sound cue, which was key, but I'm not just gonna be talking about Harry Potter myself. I have some lovely guests to welcome to the stage, so please just give a huge warm welcome for the editor and co-host of Spirits, Eric Schneider, and a guest star on Potterless, the web designer, and my girlfriend, Kelly Beckman. Welcome, Kelly and Eric to the stage! Hello. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) These are nice chairs.
1: Right? They're very comfy. (laughs) Kelly, could your feet touch the (laughs) the (laughs) ground, Kelly? That's how you know it's a good chair. So we are going to be discussing chapter 29 of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, which is called the Lost Diadem, which I'm very excited about because I'm a big fan of the diadem. I've talked about me thinking that it's some sort of horcrux. I'm very mad that Harry is not... Cool. Uh, (laughs) Glad the Death Eaters could make it. Um, So uh, I think that I'm mad at Harry for not pursuing it earlier when Luna talked to him about it. So the first notes that I have right off the bat are, yes, finally, exclamation points. So Harry is very confused to see Neville, especially uh, the way that he looks, because as we've noticed and heard from the last chapter, he's got like long hair and he's got all sorts of like cuts and bruises and all this other stuff going on. He looks super. Rough.
2: Uh, did you see the the chapter illustration? I the... didn't
1: because I was audiobooking it. So if you could tell me what it looks he, like,
2: I when I first read it and like the next like three times I read it, I thought he was moody because oh. he's got like a black eye and then like a wisp of blood oh. going like across his face, and so he looks like he's got an eye on him
0: it is it's very it's, 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 it's very mad it's very grungy yeah. like he looks bad <laughs> much like mad i moody does at the <laughs> end of,
1: of book five yeah i i'm still not convinced that mad i moody is dead i have no idea what's going to happen but i think it's not also can we turn my mic down i feel really loud uh <laughs> we can turn me a little, that'd be great. So Harry's confusing Neville, especially the way that he looks, and they, they ask what happened to him as as he points to his head, and Neville's like, Oh, this? This is nothing. Seamus, this is worse. You'll see. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> too hype, too hype about the whole situation.
0: It's like it's like, yeah, I have Gouge marks and I'm all scarred up and bloody and bruised. It's like, oh yeah,
1: but but another guy looks worse. Like, don't worry about <laughs> me. <laughs> what? Like, well, yeah, you should see the other guy, our friend Seamus. Apparently, they've been planning a whole bunch of stuff. I'm I'm very excited because my thought is that Ginny has to be somehow involved, just because in my brain so far, while they haven't been at Hogwarts, it's just like Neville, Ginny, and Luna running the show. And to my understanding, based on what Neville says, it's pretty accurate which seems exciting. I'm just excited to get more Ginny because we've gotten like no Ginny. I think all she's done is like made out with Harry in the beginning of yeah. this book. Yeah, and yeah, that's, exactly. I mean, which what, is that, good. what better thing to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, the other thing that I think is very funny is that the tunnel itself is above the mantle place, which just seems like an awkward thing to get How into they, and like, out climb of. How up yeah. there?
2: Also the fact that it's a painting mm-hmm. and that like we saw Neville come out of the painting and be yeah. a real person.
0: Right. That was weird. There's a pocket dimension in the painting, obviously. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Which has
1: like now extended itself all the way through <laughs> wherever the tunnel goes. Yeah. I'm I'm very confused about the painting and painting dynamics. You read the painting thing on Pottermore, correct? Yeah,
2: I read it because we didn't know if it had spoilers or not.
1: I'm terrified if um, it,
2: had it was spoilers. It was actually a very short article, but like she answered a lot of the questions that you've asked about it. Okay. It's basically like an artist paints somebody and Mm -hmm. they're supposed to capture with magic like their catchphrases or their general demeanor and then that's what the painting emulates so like Sir Cadogan is always asking to duel and like always like displaying bravery and stuff because that was what that person knew about him yeah. and that's what they painted and then like the fat lady you know burst into tears because they knew she was very emotional and right. so she, that's what they know about her it, it was very spoiler less you could probably <laughs> read it if okay. you wanted to but yeah they're they are literally and metaphorically two dimensional so.
1: Okay. Yeah. I don't know how Neville got in but there, like, but we'll
2: but cross how did Neville get in there? And yeah, also in the Harry Potter Hogwarts mystery game, the chapter that I'm on right now is like the the curse is. Sorry, spoilers. If anybody's like not still wanting to hear, still like, playing like, that, I'm that Still game. playing that game. How's Pokemon like Go me? going? <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> Yeah, I'm still playing that game. It's like a chore that I play it now. I just want to know what happens. That's what you want out of a
0: video game. A chore.
2: Like The curse right now is that paintings are sucking real people into them, Mm -hmm. and then they exist only in the painting. So I'm interested to find out More about paintings from this game.
1: We'll have to see, but I'm not playing that game for a very long time. (laughs) I got bored. So before they leave, Harry thanks Aberforth for saving his life, and Aberforth reminds him, yeah, I saved it twice, I don't know if I could do it a third time, so like, maybe get your shit together. Uh, Like, rude. (laughs) Rude. (laughs) So they get into the passageway itself, and it's an old passageway with stone steps and bronze lamps, and it's super old-school looking, and Ron asks how long it's been there, because it's not on the Marauder's Map anywhere and Neville says that all of the Marauder's Map secret entrances have been sealed. Neville asks if the Gringotts break in and the dragon rumors are true, because apparently a lot of people have gotten wind of Harry and the squad just escaping from a vault on a very large blind dragon. Uh, Harry does confirm that they're true. Neville's very excited. And he asks what they've been up to, suspecting that it's more than just like being on the run from Voldemort. And Harry, he's like, yeah, 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 but what's, a, what's going on at Hogwarts since in, Harry in can't talk about fashion, it? In fashion yeah. of not
2: talking about his emotions or his mm-hmm. feelings, he deflects it off to Neville.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a natural thing. It's oh, yeah. and he also like literally can't oh, talk too. about yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, he's just like, yeah, what's going on at, at school? And then Neville goes into the most bonkers story ever. He's like, yeah, Hogwarts isn't really the same. Have you heard about the Carrows? And Harry's like, oh, aren't they Death Eaters? And he's like, yes, but they've taken over the school. It's bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're apparently in charge of all discipline, and they make Umbridge look tame. Amicus has turned defense against the dark arts class into just the dark arts class. The dark arts.
0: Yeah. Not good. No, No. like, it's just like, that's not, that's not what you want to teach kids. No. Like at all. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's just like, like like, I'm confused by like parents that are are presumably getting letters from their children who Mm -hmm. are at Hogwarts are like, yeah, so uh, we've killed some people today. (laughs) It's like maybe like they later will talk about like how they like torture like a first year, which is yeah, like, they, an eleven-year-old, yeah. mm-hmm. and like I don't know, maybe take your kid out of Hogwarts. I understand it's, like the only wizard school around, but like, why why are the parents not like able to be like, you know what, maybe maybe skip school this year?
2: They <laughs> it's cool. It, they said at some point they made it like a, a law now that you have to go to school because it used to be that homeschooling and going abroad were an option. But now they're like, you have I'm to
0: I'm still taking my kid out of that school. <laughs> I'm still taking yeah. my kid out of that school. We'll, we'll I also
1: nine, I also yeah. like that, school now. I like that you can take the name of Defense Against the Dark Arts and then just take off part of it and it's the opposite of what it's supposed to teach. I feel like that'd be like if there was a class like you have sex ed and then you just make it sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this this it's class a very, has dramatically <laughs> changed. <laughs> very different class. <laughs> so yeah, like like you had mentioned, they're doing crucio on people that get detention. I like that detention stakes have gone really high where it's like, oh you got detention. Polish some old plaques to, oh, you got detention. We're going to do one of the three things you're not allowed to do legally to someone. Um, The squad all says what at the same time, which I said while I was reading it. (laughs) So I was like, what? And then the book was like, what? (laughs) From everyone else. So I really like that note of it. And then Electo is teaching muggle studies, saying that all muggles are stupid and dirty, so this would just be, as I've mentioned in previous episodes of Pottery List, as if like David Duke is teaching African studies class, like not a good, not a good choice for professor. Uh, So Neville apparently got a scar for asking how much mogul blood that they've got in them, which is a very good diss. Yeah, a very
3: <laughs> good. Very, good. very good. And, dog and, dog and dog then dog
1: dog, dog Ron, is. who has no grounds to make this claim at all, says, Neville, there's a time and a place for having a smart mouth. Like, I'm sorry, Ron? Like, <laughs> person that speaks up in class all the time and best friend is Harry Potter who constantly talks <laughs> shit in class? Like, maybe not your point to say Neville should be looking out at what he says. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, like at this point it's very clear that Neville has become much harder than Eddie of the squad right oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. like, like it's like hey Matt Ron let him do whatever the hell he's
1: doing because it's It's badass. Mm -hmm. This guy's going through some stuff. Yeah, he's going through some stuff, and it doesn't end there. Neville defends himself, saying that, you know, no, it helps to stand up for them because it gives everybody hope. It's kind of like what you did, Harry, when Umbridge was a teacher and used to, like, make snide remarks in class. So he took a page out of Harry's book. And then Neville says the most badass line, where he states he knows that they're not going to kill him because everyone at the school now is a pureblood. So all they're going to do is torture us. It's fine. Which, like, who is this new Neville? I love it! Him. This is incredible! <laughs> this, this, this is something I've been waiting
0: for you to get to for so long, because Devil yeah. at the end of this book is just like, Buck, wild new guy. Yeah, like and like and like as you've seen in the casting, like he goes from this like frumpy mm-hmm. guy to like, into, like the hottest actor in the entire series. You're like, oh well, oh and it and it works.
1: I heard, it works. I heard, and I believe it's true. But didn't they put like they had to put like bad teeth implants and like they had to do stuff to yes. make the Can actor. You? Was yeah. his name, like Matthew Smith or something? I don't heard? I don't know the actor. Sorry. Matthew Lewis, thank you. They had to do a bunch of stuff to like make him ugly. Yeah. Which like highest compliment ever. (laughs) Like, sir, you are too attractive for this film. Rather than do your makeup to make you look better, we're going to make you look uglier, please. I also wonder if the casting director like saw him as he's going through puberty. He's like, son of a bitch.
2: (laughs)
3: Supposed to
1: be the ugly kid.
2: He also, like, when they were all climbing into the portrait, they point out that he helps Hermione in. He's, like, a badass now, but he's also, like, a true gentleman. Yeah. And he's no longer afraid of girls in the same way that, like, Ron kind of still is. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I I mean, this. even before I read this chapter, I really wanted a... I wanted the side story of what Neville, Luna, and Ginny did while the squad was away, like doing the Horcruxes. And now, after seeing like badass Neville, like I want to see the transformation. Like I want to see Neville go from like, oh I don't know, I'm afraid to like leave my room, to oh yeah, they won't kill us, it's okay. So. He says that the only people in real danger are those with friends and relatives acting up on the outside. Citing that Luna got pulled off of the train coming back from Christmas because Xenophilius was too outspoken in the Quibbler. Harry says that she's all right, and I was like, oh, I know. We've been communicating with the Dumbledore's Army coins, so Neville is just like twelve steps ahead of Harry Potter, which is fantastic. <laughs> Neville's like, we
0: also have like all the Horcruxes. We're we're we, we're about to just destroy all of them. Right? You just come over
1: here. we we got we got it done pretty much. What have you been up to? <laughs> the other thing that they're doing, which I love, and I don't know exactly how they're doing it, is that they've been using the coins to keep Dumbledore's army together, and apparently they've been graffitiing around the school, saying like, Dumbledore's army still recruiting. I want to know, is it like magic spray paint, or are they like going to Michael's and buying? <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that this morning, and I hope to
0: god it is it's just cans of spray paint i hope it is just mark echo's getting up on ps2
1: but with wizard robes yeah and it would be amazing i hope that it's either spray paint or like they have to take their wand and like the spell you just have to like shake it and it makes that like (laughs) like... you
0: know what i hope they're i hope they're duct taping a cat of spray paint just to their wand (laughs) Now I then, then they're paint. magically
1: pressing the spray paint down. <laughs> <laughs> so he says that everything with Dumbledore's army got harder when uh, with Luna and Ginny gone, since they were the co-leaders with him. And this is where I wrote in my notes, all caps, give me that spinoff. The Coros went hard on Neville because they suspected that he was behind everything. They also went hard on Michael Corner. He got like absolutely wrecked for releasing a first year from detention, meaning that they were about to get crucio which good job on Michael Corner He's also had a big come up from like dumping Ginny because he lost a Quidditch match (laughs) to saving an 11 year old from getting tortured So like he's had a good redemption arc as well
2: (laughs) Like it was a nice break for this book to be not at Hogwarts But at the same time I want a book about what's going on at Hogwarts right now. Yeah, everybody grew up real fast, right?
1: I understand doing the Fantastic Beasts stuff like we get new characters whatever but like at the end of the day Fantastic Beasts and where to find them is about a dude who wrote a textbook like, do we really care? Like, he wrote, he wrote a textbook. I don't need to see I mean, th- that.
0: think about all your college professors you've had over the years and just be like, man, I, could, I would love a biopic <laughs> <laughs> about Professor Johnson. What was, he, what was he getting up to when he figured out
1: calculus? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So they did a bunch of underground stuff until the Death Eaters went after Neville's grandmother. And the squad and me, all at the same time again, said, they what? Uh, Neville. No. Neville says that they underestimated Grandma Longbottom's abilities, and that apparently Dolish is still in St. Mungo's, and now Grandma Longbottom is on the run. I also want this spinoff yes. book. Yes. <laughs> So, after catching them, the squad all up to speed, they finally get to Hogwarts. And the room is full of happy students. And there are hammocks, there's tapestries, there's crests. And I want to make sure I didn't miss this detail. It's all the crests except for Slytherin, that right? That is correct, yes. So, there's no Slytherins there. No. So, there are no good Slytherins. None. Not a one. Right? Yeah. You can apply. Like, wait, who? What? Not zero. Like, zero. <laughs> They're all racist. Everyone. What? I- <laughs> it's ridiculous to me. It's bonkers, like so far for good Slytherins we have Honks' mom, who we learn nothing about just so that she doesn't suck. And like Regulus Black who was a death eater until the very end and then like I guess Snape, but I'm 30 chapters through this book and he still sucks. Why do, like well he's got to do something real good to get Harry's kids middle name. Like what what does he do? <laughs> Don't tell me, obviously. But, like, to the sky. like what? I was, what
0: I was trying do? to come up with a joke. I was like, what does he do? What's a funny thing to say? I was like, hey, how, uh, uh, uh. and I was like, no,
1: nothing. Don't say, don't say anything. <laughs> so Neville reveals that it's the room of requirement, which I think is very cool. So as long as someone is inside of the room, they're safe. And Seamus, who, as advertised, is looking rough, explains how Neville mastered the room of requirement, how he figured out how to make it work exactly. I love that mean. he figured out, like,
0: interdimensional space-time box room. Like he's like, yeah. Neville figured it out. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. What this, He's been up to everything. Mm-hmm. And then
2: he's like super humble about yeah. it. He's he like, got buff, he's
0: been tortured, he's saving kids, he's spray painting everywhere. Also, he figured <laughs> out how
1: time and space work. Yeah.
0: they're <laughs> <laughs> God, man.
1: He's, he's like a huge come up from like, I know about plants and stuff to be yeah. like, <laughs> I know how to master this undetermined room that no <laughs> one understands. <laughs> So Neville says that he was in it for about a day and a half, and then he thought about how hungry he was, and then it opened up a tunnel to the Hogshead, which, that's fantastic. That's super great. He says that food is the one thing that the room doesn't do. And Hermione butts in and says, yeah, that's because food is one of the five exceptions for Gant's law of transfiguration. I think Ron says that. Ron says it, Because I assumed it was because Hermione. Because
0: then everyone is like kind of shocked that he says <laughs> it. <I was> like, <laughs> like everyone just kind of like turns and be like,
1: oh. Right. But here's what I've been saying. Can they say this law? They said it like briefly in passing like one of the classes when Hermione like answered part of it, and the way the book was written was like, Hermione said a bunch of dumb smart words about this <laughs> thing, it's like, I wanna know how it works! And they never explain it, but we, now we know you can't just make food I'm gonna out of guess, nowhere. I'm gonna guess
3: the laws
2: are you can't make food, no good Slytherins. Uh,
1: <laughs> That's weird. That's a weird. One. That sounds it about right. Uh,
2: the laws of the universe. I
1: guess. <laughs> so Harry sees a bunch of familiar faces in the room. The Patils are there. Terry Boot is there. Lavender Brown is there. Michael Corner is there. Ernie McMillan is there. Thankfully, Zachariah Smith not there. Um, Ernie asks what they've been up to. He, they've been trying to keep up with all the rumors on Potter Watch. And before Harry can even answer, his scar hurts. And then we get to one of those Voldemort flash can Spy cam moment. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So, like, it's working out real well for him right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it uh it goes into the gaunt shack and I just like that they called it the gaunt shack because immediately I imagined Fred Schneider from the B-52s just like being like, hey F see F-8, it's <laughs> <I> on <don't know." laughs> <laughs> I was like Fred Schneider was a Schneider. I didn't know, and I was like, not you. Schneider. Um, <laughs> but maybe you are the descendant of Fred Schneider. I don't think so. Yeah, you don't have the same. Also, also of like descendant. Like I'm pretty sure he's still alive. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like
0: obviously I could still like, I mean, like obviously like he was around to, like the 17th century. Like the, like I was born in like probably like 57. <laughs>
1: So, they're in the Gaunt Shack, and there's another Voldemort scream, which I'm hoping is the infamous, like, from the trailers that I know exist because (laughs) of the internet. Um, Harry is able to snap himself out of it, and he tries to explain to Hermione and Ron, without words, what has happened. I really want to see how he tried to do this. Like, do they have baseball coach signs? (laughs) Like, does he know ASL? Yeah, does he do uh, Morse code with Lumos a lot? Like, Or is it just, like, I imagine it being, like, really bad, Pantomiming where everyone else can tell what it is, where he's like, (laughs) 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 for everyone listening at home, excellent, excellent podcasting, right there.
2: Or he's just staring at them, thinking like, oh, they've got it, they've got it. And they're just like,
1: what is what? he? What? what is
2: he? <laughs> he's hungry? <laughs> <Say> what?
1: <laughs> so Seamus asks, uh, he asks, what's the plan? And Harry says, hold on, I gotta do something with Ron and remind you first. And they just like, go to the side. So everyone is very confused, rightfully so. Harry explains that they can't say what they have to do. They just, it, that there's just something important that we have to do, and we can't tell you about it. And Neville is begging them, please, like, we want to help you, we're all here, we're all your friends, just let let us know what's up. They have to explain that Dumbledore left them a job. They wanted them to do it by themselves, not tell. And they kind of just go back and forth. But then Luna and Dean enter, saying that they got Neville's message. They were expecting that the squad's arrival meant that they were going to fight the Carrows and take over Hogwarts again. And Harry is trying to stop this. And Ron starts to try to help him out and explain things. But then Ginny comes in, <laughs> which stakes have already been raised. Then Fred and George come in. Then Lee Jordan comes in. And like things are getting very spicy. Uh, Fred comes in and wasting no time to supplant himself as the better twin is like Aberforth is getting a bit ratty so he had to come through what was the full quote he,
2: he says Aberforth getting a bit ratty he wants a kip and his bar is turned into a railway station
1: do you know what a kip is do you know what a kip is no nope. all right we will turn to the ether of Dottie James our UK correspondent <laughs> please tell us what's up uh, you guys will all get the answer in, like, four and a half months. <laughs> uh, so, so, but now we have to pause. And now it is time for British Quandaries with UK correspondent, Dotty James.
0: A kip means to take a nap, have a little sleep. Apparently it originated from the Danish kip, which meant a hovel, which then translated into English as kip which meant a brothel which is associated with beds and that's how we get kip
1: today. This has been British Quandaries with UK correspondent Dotty James. Thank you, Dottie, so much! Wow! (laughs) So informative, really love having her as a part of the team. So Cho Chang is also here, which makes things a bit awkward. And she sits next to Michael Corner, which I think is very funny, because now Harry's ex and Ginny's ex are sitting next to each other, and I wonder if they know and are grumbling about stuff. I think it's a fun dynamic. (laughs)
2: Oh, we missed the the Dean Seamus reuniting. Oh, where he like
1: ran and hugged him because he's was his best cute. friend. I like really that. Cute. When you think it's about nice. it, like
2: Ron and Harry, there were five guys in that dorm. Mm-hmm. Ron and Harry were best friends. Dean and Seamus were best friends. So they've got like the same, in theory, same kind of like bond. And 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 Neville.
1: Neville's in the back studying the space-time continuum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One day. He's like
2: becoming useful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: So Dean then right away says, well, we're fighting, aren't we? And apparently the message that Neville sent out to everyone is Harry is back and we're going to fight. Which is like that time when you send a text message about something, but you like didn't know the full plan. Or it's like, oh, hey, come to Gerald's house. And then Gerald's like, oh, I only have room for like three people. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, I've texted 12 people that you're having a party. <laughs> so. And Neville just called everyone. <laughs> yeah. Neville's like, everybody come out. So Ron asks Harry, hey, why can't these people help? Great Great move by Ron. He was like, "Why don't we just have them look for something old and not tell them what it is?" Because <laughs> let's be straight, Harry. We don't know what we're looking for or where we're looking for it. We just know that it's a thing in Hogwarts. Like that's it, which is not a lot. So, like, smart move by Ron to be like, "Maybe we should crowdsource a bit."
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we uh, they asked Harry what the what the plan was, and Harry was like, "There is no plan." And then Fred pipes in and says just going to make it up as we go along. Are we my favorite kind? <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, Fred's been doing a lot of improv classes in his time <laughs> since graduating. So Hermione agrees with Ron, which might be the first time this has ever happened. And the the fear that like brings Harry to, to go along with this is he fears becoming exactly like Dumbledore, with having some sort of secret and not giving people the full truth. He thinks back to what Aberforth said in the previous chapter. So he decides that they're going to do it.
2: Also with, like... This whole thing with Harry trying to decide whether or not to trust people brings up a huge theme that we've been talking about. Like, there's a lot of... Similarities between not only Harry and Dumbledore in this instance, but Harry and Voldemort. And Voldemort trusts nobody, and he's mm. always insisting on operating alone. Right. But then at the same time, where we're like, you know, don't want to be like Voldemort with this huge character flaw of not trusting other people. Mm-hmm. At the same time, in this book, especially, it's we're bringing up again and again people who have trusted somebody and then it blown up in their face. James yeah. with Peter, Voldemort with Lucius and Bellatrix. Like he actually trusted somebody for once, and that like backfired on right. him. With Dumbledore right now, he's like, he trusted Snape and see how that turned out. So it's like this big conflict of, is this a character flaw? or do I just need to pick my people better?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the other thing that Voldemort does that isn't great in terms of his team is like when his teammates do bad things, he murders them, which yes. like, <laughs> I don't know how many Death Eaters he has, but like he killed like f- at least five, uh, two chapters ago, which seems like not great when you have I limited numbers. I imagine that more
2: is like a room full of people, like he killed a whole room of people. Yeah, just not because not he was mad, he was just He's like, a- ah!
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> So then the narrator has a great line which says, Fred and George, who had been cracking jokes to the benefit of those near them, fell silent. Which I really love. Like, they're here, the stakes are very high, and they're still in the back being like, Harry, what a fucking nerd, this guy. What a loser. Uh, So Harry says that there's something that they need to find, and it'll help them overthrow Voldemort. It's at the school, and it may have belonged to Ravenclaw. He asks if anyone has come across such an object, and I am screaming at my book, like, Luna, please say something. Harry was not smart and didn't listen to you however many chapters ago when you talked about the diadem. So uh, finally, she does pipe up an answer, and she says, well, there's her lost diadem. I told you about it, Harry. Don't you remember? Well, of course he doesn't remember. (laughs) He's Harry Potter. Have you read the other books, Luna? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she
2: told him back at Shell Cottage Mm -hmm. when, like, Aunt Muriel's tiara came up and she was like, oh, tiaras, let me talk about this headdress that my dad is making. It's like the diadem and Harry's like, Shut up. Yeah, Ron and Harry
1: are like, you dumb got, idiot. Room, uh, like, issues to deal with
3: Luna, come on.
1: That's not something super important that we really need to pay attention to. So, then Michael Corner loses all of his street cred because he says, yeah, but the lost diadem is lost, Luna. That's sort of the point. Like, fuck <laughs> off, dude. Like, go home. We don't, like, go back, hang out with Percy and Zacharias. Like, go get lost. We don't need you here. Cho says that it was lost centuries ago. And Ron, on behalf of the reader, asks, what's a diadem? Which <laughs> yeah. I had no Idea either. I assume it's like some sort of like it's like it's like the princess crown. It's like a tiara. Like a tiara. Yeah, I'm imagining yeah. like a tiara with like a big gem of sorts in the middle of it. But I don't know.
2: I think it's like a crown tiara, which come in all types. Uh, I imagine it has like like
0: a blue stone, I would assume, for like Ravenclaw. I would hope. (laughs) That's how I've always envisioned
1: the Mm diadem.
2: They said it looked like Aunt Muriel's a little bit, but I I don't don't know.
1: Well, I mean, sure, I'm glad Ron asked. Terry Boot does pipe up and says that it's a crown. It's supposed to have the ability to enchant the wearer with wisdom to make them like even smarter. And Luna starts to say, yes, and daddy's Raxpert. And then Harry just cuts her off. And it's like, okay, has anyone seen something like this? Like, before she goes into a whole diatribe, can we please, like, stay on track?
0: I cannot imagine being more stressed. Like, there's so much stuff happening, mm-hmm. like, obviously, with the whole Horcrux hunt and whatnot. If you're like, okay, we got to find something. It's been lost for centuries. It's quite good, apparently. And no one's found it. But, like, I guess the fate of the world depends on it. Like, I'd be like, oh, no. Oh no. <laughs> if it's not under the couch, I don't know yeah. what I'm gonna do. <laughs> like that's the, the, the stakes are so high on you, this one thing, it's like it's lost in a castle.
1: I hope they just like the next chapter is just them running around saying like Accio Diadem, Accio <laughs> Diadem, Accio <laughs> Diadem, like in every room of Hogwarts. Yeah, they're
2: like, nobody's found it for centuries, but we got like ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, we,
1: we've got a lot of our people heads
2: together.
1: <laughs> 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 also make sure no one sees us in the hallway, yeah. please. <laughs> so Harry is now doubting it being a Horcrux at all, but Cho offers to bring Harry to the common room to show him what it's supposed to look like, and I was like, Ginny, you better go with him, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or it's that not going to that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> then thankfully she pipes up and she's like, "Uh, no, Luna, how about you go instead? Cho can hang back, which is very good." And
2: then Cho looks disappointed, which I was like, "Girl, what?" <laughs> she was. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like. Like two years now. She was
1: scheming. Was she so was wild. trying to trying to get the way in there. Harry's scar starts to hurt again, and he gets another flash present to Voldemort flying with Nagini wrapped around his neck, which is the ultimate power move. <laughs> I've always imagined Nagini to be comically large, so the fact that Voldemort is flying with it draped around him like the biggest boa scarf ever (laughs) is just really good.
0: I imagine it's like wrapped around, kind of like diagonally, kind of situation, like 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 gun bullets or something like that. Like just kind of like I've got my giant snake, and the snakehead's just like out here, like uh, yeah, (laughs) in the breeze and showing it like a dog,
1: like a dog in a car, just going. It's a blast. Just like. Yeah, where does the head end up when you, like, does he do the scarf tie thing where you like, you fold it in half and then put it through, and then the neck is just like here. (laughs) (laughs) Like, And I just, I wanna, if this isn't in the movie, I'm gonna turn it off, (laughs) like, (laughs) I need to see this. All right, live show Mike, let's not let the ego get too big here just because this episode has a laugh track behind it. How about you take a bit of a breather because it's time for Wingardium at (laughs) Ridosa. Today's episode of Potterless is brought to you by Calm. Let's say hypothetically that you are performing a live podcast in front of hundreds of people and you're a bit nervous because there were some last-minute audio issues that didn't present themselves until 15 minutes before you got on stage and also you were trying to arrange a very elaborate introduction to the show that you also had to fix the day of because they wouldn't let you shoot off a confetti cannon. Well, what would keep you nice and calm during this time? The app Calm. Calm is the number one app for relaxation, for calming down, for getting nice sleep, whatever you need in your life to let you zen out a little bit, calm is there for you. They have guided meditations, which if you have no idea how to meditate, like I had no idea what I was doing, don't worry, they tell you exactly what to do. They give you nice, simple, relaxing instructions for how to calm down and relax and get In the zone of the zen. They also have sleep stories, which are basically bedtime stories for adults, but it's a lot healthier than watching Netflix until you fall asleep. It's a nice soothing track, and some of them are even narrated by Stephen Fry. Hey, I know him from the Harry Potter audiobooks. That's amazing. And for all you throne heads out there, there's some narrated by Jerome Flynn. I'm told he does something for Game of Thrones. (laughs) But these sleep stories are great because sleep deficiency does serious damage, not just to your brain, but to your body, because people who don't get good rest are more prone to accidents, weight gain, depression, other bad things, so get that good, restful sleep with Calm. And as a Potterless listener, you can get 25% off a Calm premium subscription if you go to calm.com slash Potterless. That is C-A-L-M dot com slash Potterless to get 25% off a Calm premium subscription, download the app, listen to it, and when everything is about to blow up in your face before you take the stage in the live show, and you. You will be totally fine with the world exploding in front of you. And now you'll hear words from a few sponsors who make it feasible for me to be a full-time podcaster. Some of these ads will be read by me, others of them won't. The ones that aren't are inserted locally, so if you live internationally, don't be surprised if you hear an ad in your country's native language. And once those ads are complete, we'll get back to this episode of Potterless. bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash potterless for 10% off your first purchase. So if you want to collect some cards or rip open some packs in a more transparent way, whether you're a sports nerd or a Pokemon nerd or all sorts of nerds like me, you can use Arena Club today.
0: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death
1: So he sees this and, and Harry snaps out of it again. He's like, Voldemort's on the move. So this is when Harry agrees to go with Cho and Ginny's like, no. Luna then takes him. Harry asks, how are we gonna get out? And Neville shows him a cupboard and the cupboard is an exit that changes every day, which is good because then the people in the school don't know where they are, but it's bad because then the people using it also don't know where they are. So I'm, I wonder, like, I need to know the geography of Hogwarts, but I think it'd be really funny if like they're like, okay, as long as we don't end up in like the kitchen, which is on the complete." worst floor or whatever, we'll be fine, and then they go through, and it's like, welcome to the kitchen. So, (laughs) they go into the cupboard, and I wrote in my notes, I'm gonna think this will be a bad location. Uh, But it actually turns out to be okay, because they go through, Harry takes out the Marauder's Map, and sees that they're on the fifth floor, they begin to creep about, and Luna is leading the way. They get to the door of the Ravenclaw common room, and there's an eagle on the outside and the eagle, it doesn't just ask for a password, it asks which came first, the phoenix or the flame, which is like the wizard, chicken or the egg question, I'm assuming, and then Luna asks Harry like, hmm, what do you think? And Harry's like, what? Like, Don't you just have to say a word? And she's like, oh no, you have to like do a whole thing. You wouldn't learn otherwise. I'm um, like, this
0: dude was in school for six years, had friends, a girlfriend that was a Ravenclaw, this is the first time he hears about this. how is it like, oh yeah, we gotta do a riddle? And, and no one mentioned that until this point.
1: I wanna know if all of the other doors are on brand. Like, Slytherin makes you slay a racial slur.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you, you just pick one, yeah, you just kind say it,
1: and they're like, oh. <laughs> welcome home. <laughs> uh, and then Hufflepuff is just like, how was your day? <laughs> And this is like, oh, that sounds great, come on in. But, so this is like, I can imagine if they're having like some late night, they're out at a Hogsmeade, they're drinking a bunch of butterbeer, they come home drunk. And then it's like this question, it's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Say, let me go home and sleep, please. Like,
0: it- I mean, like based on this question though, and the way that Luna gets to the answer, which is almost immediate, mm-hmm. I feel like it's the kind of answer that you get a bit better at as you become more intoxicated. You're like, mm-hmm. well, what if it's just like a circle? <laughs> You're
2: like, oh, oh, yeah. I like this whole scene of them walking through the castle, though, because we've talked about how Harry's been in school for six years and has learned nothing. But what he did learn was how to sneak around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's, like, very prepared for this <laughs> moment. He's like, it's such high stakes, but he's very good at it because this is all he's been doing for six years. Yeah. He's, Harry like, hasn't we learned we any to... other spell yeah.
1: besides Expelliarmus, but, <laughs> but I got got know to how to avoid. sneak around the exactly. hallways. Exactly. He's
2: like, I know who to avoid. I know what to avoid. I've got the map. I've got the cloak. Good to go. Mm-hmm. like... Prime for this.
1: So they start to think about what it is, and Harry's like, we can't, he asks what happens if we get it wrong, and it's like, oh, you just have to wait for someone to get it right. I love just how non-phased Luna is by this situation. She has like no concept of stakes. And Harry's like, Luna, we, we don't, we can't. Like, no one else is coming. We have to get this right. So Luna then comes to the answer very quickly and just says, I think the answer is that a circle has no beginning. Which like, that is very profound. And <laughs> now I want to start saying that when people ask like, what kind of chicken are they and I'll just be like, a circle has no beginning. (laughs) And then I love that the eagle doesn't just open, it goes, well reasoned, and then the door opens. (laughs) So they go to the statue and Harry notices that the statue has like a carving of the diadem on it as well. He says, it looks delicate like a little serpent with tiny words etched into it. And he brings up that it looks similar to Aunt Muriel's. And then it has the quote, wit beyond measure is man's greatest treasure, which I've seen in like a million Twitter bios, which like, don't, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I get it if you're a Ravenclaw, but like, for me that's like on par when you're like, you're, I don't know, you're like slash avocado enthusiast, like don't, <laughs> you, can, like, you can do better, like make a joke. I have to
0: change my Twitter bio. <laughs>
1: so they like read this out loud and then they hear a voice go which makes you pretty skint, witless and it's a lecto caro and then she touches the dark mark and then that's the end of the chapter and by the way of the of, and how Potterless works I don't read anymore so I'm just like I've been on a cliff for three days <laughs> and it's pretty rough but that's the end of chapter 29 and the end of this episode of Potterless how do you guys feel? I'm very stressed <laughs> <laughs> yes, I forgot that you didn't
0: like, you literally stop until the recording. And mm-hmm. So it's like, this is a rough one. It was and very so, bad. It's a rough
1: one to just, like,
2: end
0: on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm it,
2: excited to go home tonight and read the rest of the next chapter with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I'll probably do too. But for this one, I was listening to the audiobook And the, the audio book, like, they're individual files, but every now and then there's, like, a couple seconds before and after. Stephen Fry said this last sentence, and then there was, like, 12 seconds of audio, and I was just like... Oh, that's it! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> so that was the end, but oh, we yeah, got the,
2: we got the return of clumsy Harry.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Car- Caro jumps out of the darkness and he's like, Whoa, and like falls off the statue.
1: Oh, I didn't, I didn't miss <laughs> yeah, that. he like
2: slips like, and falls off, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, clumsy Harry. <laughs> yeah. So was
1: Electo in the room just like waiting, or did they, did I, she apparate in? He, I assume he that can't like
2: apparate in Hogwarts.
1: Oh, right. Okay. So yeah. she was just camped out, like sitting, like
2: like in a swivel chair ready to just turn around.
1: <laughs> they also do
0: mention that they like knock on the door and it did make uh, a okay. sound. So it's possible that like, they were like around a corner and mm-hmm.
1: like, had to answer another riddle.
0: Yeah.
1: And then they got in. <laughs> There's two things I like about this. One, if Electo's already in the room, I imagine Electo like standing in the corner and like they come in and it's just like, like waiting and be like, don't make a sound. Uh, I got to my cool bad guy. Like, don't look, don't look in the corner, don't look in the corner. And then I also love that they do the uh, the, the action movie trope, was you're just like, okay, I gotta say some sort of cool line. I hope they say something, and then like like yeah, like has a whole script of like, okay, if they read if they read the Ravenclaw thing, say that makes you pretty skin witless. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. And then like has the script ready. The, the two carols are like workshopping
0: it. They're like, okay, here's a couple things you had in that room. Here's what you should say. And you hide in this room. Here's what you can say. We got a bunch. So like they send us. Of Voldemort, like, what do you think about
1: these? <laughs> so, one of, so so one please of the, leave me alone. <laughs> one of the Death Eaters is a copywriter. It's like, no, 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 rephrase it. <laughs> so, yeah, so that, that's all I've got. I don't know if you have any final thoughts to say about these chapters.
0: I like that it is the, like, we're getting, it's not like the cool moment where, like, the team's back together, mm-hmm. but, like, where it's just on the cusp of that. Like, we see yeah. that like, oh, all of the major players, except for, like, the adults, are, like, mm-hmm at Hogwarts now. So like yeah, it's about to break and it right. is about to go buck wild. Mhm.
2: I was hoping that now that we've seen, because we've seen the Slytherin common room before, and obviously the Gryffindor common room, mm-hmm. and now we're like, oh, we see the Ravenclaw common room. As a Hufflepuff reading it, I was like, do we get to see the Hufflepuff common room at the end of this? I just want it's a lot of like beanbag like chairs. chairs. Yeah, it's like, it's like <laughs> beanbag <realized>. chairs, <laughs> couches, yes.
0: a lot of board games. There's always a mini fridge that has like the right amount of soda in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, just like a very chill place to like hang out with your friends. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah, well, thank you both so much for taking the time to talk about Harry Potter with me. Everyone give them a round of applause for Talking it up, not giving spoilers, very good. So, we get to, we're gonna do a very fun part of the show now, because we have about like 20, 25 minutes left in the space before I have to like leave and go to horse, which is very run. soon. So, um, we're gonna give one of the mics like, pass it out around the crowd. Um, I don't know if you can help uh, pass it around, that'd be super sweet, but yeah, if you guys have any questions, we'll do a little Q&A session. You guys please answer as well, it'd be super fun. We'll just do that until they kick us out and I have to leave. Uh, Just when you get the question, like, say your name. Um, If you have pronouns you wanna go by, go with that. Say what house you're in, and as is now customary practice, if you are in Slytherin, please clarify whether or not you are racist. If you are Those racist, are I won't field your question. <laughs> um, so, let's get started. Does anybody have a question? It can be about anything at all. You heard the live show before. Uh, I put it up, like, two weeks ago. It doesn't have to be Harry Potter-related, even. It can just be like, hey, what's up? Or just, like, fun, fan theory stuff. Yeah! Not spoiler-related, but I'm curious. How much do you know about the Harry Potter musical that's on YouTube? A Harry Potter musical? Yes. Okay, I know that it exists. I know that there are three? I know that they were like done in some sort of college. I think Darren Chris was in them and yes. he went on to do like Glee and some other stuff. He mm-hmm. just um, won should... an Emmy. Oh, I think. good well, for him. Well, well. Congrats. Well, well. Um, I know that it's supposed to be very funny. Uh, I get a Twitter message about it every day. So I have incredibly high expectations for this thing. <laughs> like on unca- like ridiculously high expectations. I know that it's like not great in terms of the recording quality, because they're just like in a college, like on like a yeah, it's like camcorder YouTube. It's 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 low video quality for yeah. sure. So I've I've heard that the second one is really good, or at least like I've heard a lot of people say they prefer the second one to all of them. I've heard that the third one's like the worst, which at least follows by the the trivia standards. The I don't really know like what it's about or anything. The only thing I do know is that. The Hufflepuffs are good finders comes from that, uh, which you thought was from the books, which was pretty good. And then- I really really tried to find it (laughs) once. Not a good finder, (laughs) so. and, and then I think the other thing is that, I think like, people said I'm really gonna like Draco in it, because I think he's like really sassy or moody or both. So that's, that's all I really know, um, but I'll, I'll see. I've seen like, some GIFs on Twitter about it, and I'm like, I don't know what the context of this is, but that's where I'm at right now. So yeah, thank you so much for your question. Also, we're giving out free shirts if you ask a question, so like, incentive. Uh, yeah, right here. <laughs>
0: Saw her passing out the shirt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now I am quizzical. Uh, so if you could. Oh what? Yeah. What's your name? And, oh. Oh, yeah. What, your name and, and house and everything? Sam. Uh, oh. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much.
0: A awesome. cat. Uh, Ravenclaw slash avocado enthusiast. Oh, uh, no. You're going to put on blast for that, man. So if you could use magic to do, like, one mundane chore for the mm-hmm. rest of your life, like, what would it be?
1: Let's see. A mundane chore. I don't know if you guys have answers
0: right away. Picking, picking up dog poop. Oh. No, you know what? That's not true. Throwing away the dog poop. Because yeah. I, it's much easier to just, like, like, leave the bag by the front door instead mm. of, like, walking around to the... The dumpster? Yeah. So like if I could just like float it over there. Yeah. That I, would be I, super great. Because it's muddy and then the dog's feet get muddy and it's like, oh, I don't wanna do this.
2: <laughs> I would always have my phone charged because it is always dead. It's <laughs> just like I'm always like, I need directions right now. One percent. Oh my so I'd always have my phone charged.
1: Yeah, I can relate with the dog poop thing because when I was in Seattle, I dog sat and I've never had any sort of pet. And this was the first time I had to like take care of a dog, which is very fun, like you go on a walk and like the standard thing was like, take the dog out, walk to the park, play fetch for a little bit, walk back. And usually Leah pooped on the way to the park and there's trash cans in the park. But then one time she pooped like post fetch. And then I was just like carrying this bag of like tied up dog poop and I was like, what do I do now? <laughs> um, <laughs> thankfully, if I'm like a dumpster behind an apartment building, and I was like, there, here we go, so I get it. I think me, I would probably, I would probably go with laundry just because I don't know what it is about the gods of laundry but like I always run out of socks and underwear like exactly when it's a bad time like I'm always just like okay I just need to get through this week and like this day is really busy I have no time to do laundry also especially now living in New York where my apartment doesn't have a laundry machine in it and my building doesn't have a laundry machine in it and then all of the laundromats near me have weird hours and like they close at 10 but like last wash is at 8:30, which is like then why do you close I had lots of problems <laughs> I also like to line dry my clothes because they last longer, so that's a whole ordeal. So I have to carry a bag full of wet laundry down like two city blocks and up four flights of stairs. I know that laundry is like a boring answer, but now that I'm in New York, like laundry is like actually a big deal. I'll
2: like like, go to your apartment two days after you've done laundry and your room is just stuff hanging off of every surface, dry, and it's like... (laughs) Well, because I
1: have have an Ikea rack with like all my shirts and stuff, but then obviously it doesn't have enough things, so I've got socks like all over. I've put things on top of door frames and doorknobs and like all over the place. (laughs) Laundry is a whole procedure for me now, so that would be my answer. Thank you so much for your question. Anyone else? Yeah, here in the back. Yeah, we've got a couple of raised hands back there. While we're going over there, I want to give a huge shout out to my boy Jeffrey, who I met yesterday, who like made this wand himself. So thank you so much for making this. Um, especially because like the plan was to do a confetti cannon and then the people running this were like, could you please not? <laughs> <laughs> um, so then like Kelly and I went to the drawing board and we were like streamers. Uh, they're easy to pick up. So yes, your question.
0: Happy birthday.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much.
0: Now, why do
1: you what is you, your name and house, please? Uh,
0: Kevin uh, Hufflepuff. Awesome. Great. Why do you hate cringe so much?
1: What do I hate who? Uh,
0: cringe game
1: Quidditch. Quidditch. Oh, okay. Um, I'll keep this brief so, so that I'm not your brother. Um, I'll, I'll, like, I, I've talked about like the point system not making sense and all that. But I think like what it really boils down to in like the more profound answer is that, the whole point of sports, and I'm a big fan of like sports teaching lessons and stuff, is a lot of sports, especially like basketball and soccer, they teach you that like you really can't do it by yourself. If anyone has watched LeBron James and the Cavaliers last year, like when your next best player is Jr. Smith, like you can't win. So the thing that I like about team sports is that it involves like working together and that everyone's on the same level playing field, even if people are more skilled. No one is like intrinsically more important than everyone else. What it comes down to Quidditch is just that one person is more important than everybody else. And I get it for like a storytelling purpose and like what J.K. Rowling is doing, I understand. But just like as a sport, it feels weird to me that the combined efforts of six other people still ultimately doesn't matter because this one person has to catch the snitch, like you can't win without it. I like that Muggle Quidditch, like real human beings that play it here, fix it, and they do the thing where like you don't need the snitch, it doesn't end the game, so all you gotta do is remove that, I just don't, it makes me uncomfortable to have a sport where one person is like on a different status, I don't like that. And that's pretty much it for me, yeah. So thank you for your question.
0: Hi, I'm Stefan, I'm a Hufflepuff.
1: Thank you, Stefan, good Puffers representation today.
0: (laughs) I'm curious. You have a house in not Hogwarts or wherever. Uh-huh. What is your password
1: lock? Oh, that's good. Okay, <laughs> so for House Brewer which I've talked about in the previous live show, I think because our house traits are like being clever and witty, I think that the password would be like the, the door or whatever would like say an insult or something mean to you and then you and then you have to have like a good comeback. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, like, what would be, like, an insult that could be at you and, the, and then thrown at you. I'm trying to keep it, like, I guess more PG, but this is the only thing that's coming to mind. It's like, oh, your hair looks rough, why? It's like, oh, it's making out with your mom. It's like, all right, nice, come on in. And, like, the do- oh, and then the door is, like, a hand. So, like, first off, talk to the hand, and then to get in, it goes, like, nice, and then gives you a high five. And then it swings open and lets you in. Uh, and that would be my password. <laughs> Thank you so much for the question. Anyone else? Yeah, over here, there's a bunch of hands. This is great.
0: My name is Bree and I'm a non-racist Slytherin. Good,
1: yay, my favorite kind. Thank you.
0: you. Um, I would just like to know how your birthday
3: is so far.
1: Oh, my birthday. Well, it's been really good. Kelly picked out an amazing brunch place. You want to talk about the food at this place? It was so good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) um, We're giving like a huge shout out right now to, it was called Honey Milk. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was so good. It's like a prefix thing where you get to pick a sweet and a savory and a drink. And I didn't even, when I was researching it, I just like didn't even read the full menu. Just like all these words of really great things popped out at me. And I was like, mm, yes, okay. Mm-hmm. So we went there early this morning.
1: Yeah, you had like a rice crispy and rhubarb French toast oh, and then like a no sweet much. potato hollandaise egg bake. <laughs> And then I had a, it was like a crepe with like key lime and blueberries and like cheese. Caramelized kiwis on it. Yeah, and then the other thing was like a biscuits and gravy situation, but like in one of those skillets. And then I had a hot chocolate and you had a coffee. And then as like when you're waiting, they just have like a coloring book and it's all like things with puns to to fill out. So that was the start of the day, which was great. Then there was an hour of us like learning that confetti cannon has been canceled. (laughs) We need to do a backup. So it was going to target getting streamers and stuff. Um, And then it was getting here and doing this. So yeah, thanks all for coming to my birthday party. Uh, it's It's been very good. And then I got to talk about Harry Potter with my two friends and give Eric a chance to redeem himself since I gave you the most boring chapters in the entire series. Eric was on for the first eight chapters of the fifth book, which involve cleaning. Yeah. And cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> the
0: only thing that happens is Dudley gets attacked by a Dementor, and it's not even that interesting.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, you can tell those chapters aren't interesting because there was two episodes of Potterless that covered eight chapters, and this was one episode that covered one chapter. I so. am very excited
0: about that, because there is, you come up with a theory about something that happens, oh, I say, did. Cool. Yes, in in that, that is going to be re- revealed in, like, two chapters? Like, the real important chapter. And uh, and it's very good, and I'm very excited to like dunk on you getting this wrong like oh a God, two yeah. years ago. It's been a long time since I've you're had like it really. you like back. I got it, and I was like, sure you do. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. You figured it out. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, I'll have to see. Yeah, that was, I totally missed on the locket yeah. too, so that's very true. Yeah, thank you so much for your question, really appreciate it. Anyone else? Yeah, over here in the hat or anyone else, whoever's closest, just raise your hands, we'll get it. We're doing pretty good on time, actually.
3: Um, I'm Madeline, I'm in Ravenclaw.
1: Okay, yay, all right, Ravenclaw. Uh,
3: my question is, who's your least favorite Harry Potter character?
1: My least favorite Harry Potter character? Mm. Uh, it's a real tough one, but it's gonna be Percy Weasley, like. <laughs> Like if only just like him being bad and the worst. He also, we learn a lot about him and we learn nothing about Charlie. So I feel like if he just wasn't there, maybe we would know more about the cool Weasley. So I'm gonna say Percy, I'm just not a fan. How about you two? I, I would also say Percy, He's he's <laughs> he's just not good.
0: Like there's just nothing particularly interesting about him. I'm trying to think of like another character that's like, prominent in any way that's like, not super likable. I mean, it um, isn't just um, like evil. Umbridge
1: and Voldemort, but, well, like, yeah, but like, Umbridge they're evil, is so, so well like, evil. Obviously, they're designed to be disliked. Right, that's yeah. the thing with Umbridge is, Umbridge is written, like, you, you hating Umbridge is the point. Being most evil and least favorite are different things for me. Like, I think Percy's just annoying and frustrating. Umbridge is frustrating on purpose and is like a really well-crafted villain, because we all know an Umbridge in our lives. So, yeah, how about you?
2: I was going to say Umbridge, which, I mean, like, you know, she's the most evil, but she's also the most, like, relatable, real-life evil, like you said. Like, mm-hmm. you can point to a real-life Umbridge and be, I don't know. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I'll... We'll talk later about, we'll we'll talk when you're like, you know, like five months when you're done with the bugs. I won't be
1: (laughs) that long, I'm gonna do it, I get it, awesome. Cool,
2: thank you so much for your
1: question. Anyone else, yeah? Uh, Scott, definitely Hufflepuff. Cool. You are getting close to the end, Mm -hmm. uh, without revealing any specific plans or anything like that just say hypothetically Uh is there another series that you don't know anything about Game of Thrones Star Wars whatever there are a ton of series that I don't know about but I'm going to stick with Harry Potter for a while there's going to be a lot of Harry Potter stuff that keep me going for a very long time I don't know that I'm going to just like keep doing series that I haven't been a part of just because like I don't want my brand to be like this guy didn't do stuff and then did Uh, so I would like to like flex different creative juices the one that like I am considering doing like maybe way later down the road uh, would be Game of Thrones just because I have like nothing for that, and also Goddardless just like fits real well, uh, and I think that would go by quicker because it's just a TV show rather than reading. That would be like the one thing, but I don't think I want to like brand myself as like that guy who missed stuff. So uh, that's like the future plans. But yeah, everyone just listen to tomorrow's episode; it'll discuss at length my plan for post-books, which will be a lot, so it's gonna be good. Thank you so much for your question. Um, yeah, up here in the front, uh, with the glasses and the cool necklace, which I think is a time-turner.
0: Uh, hi, my name is Brenda, and I am a Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff, depending on the day.
1: Fun, okay, uh, good. I
0: have never listened to your podcast oh, before. Oh,
1: cool, <laughs> fun. So
2: I'm wondering where you would recommend. I should start, what were some of your favorite arcs? What do you think was most fun
1: to do? Uh, like, f- fav- like where to start for the podcast? Episode zero. <laughs> like, oh, go, <laughs> Well, I guess what I get that, like your- other things have arcs and stuff like start from the beginning because the the thing that you get to experience through the podcast is not only me you know going through the whole series and everything but like i start this series as grumpy guy that's like these books are going to be bad and then once i get to the end of three i'm like i'm in love with these books so you get to see the transition of a lot of things change and i think that starting at the beginning i think makes it more of a fun experience to see like how I've changed. And I think that that's a really fun thing too, is that the fandom of Harry Potter and the listeners of the podcast, people were really patient. Cause like you could have just had this thing where I'm like, oh, blah, these books, what they're whatever. But everyone was just like listening like, we'll see. Like, hey. <laughs> Come around. So yeah, I think like part of the fun is start from the beginning. And like it's not, it's not like going anywhere. So if it takes you a while, like you're good. Um, so I'd say the beginning. Yeah. Thank you so much for your question. Anyone else?
0: I think we have time for about one more.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll do one more question. Make it good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who has a really good one? Oh,
1: no. You do, you do. You're wearing a wizard on shirt, so I'm picking you up here, second row. <laughs>
0: Hi, I'm Callahan, and according to
3: Potter, er, or mm-hmm. I am a Gryffindor, but I definitely feel like a Hufflepuff.
1: Okay, well, today you're a Gryffindor because no one else is a Gryffindor yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> But also, thank you so much for the birthday gift that you gave me. It was very sweet. So I I'm glad appreciate that. It.
0: So I kind of have two questions. One, what is your socks? Because they oh. kind of look like Quidditch oh. from you, And <laughs> they're super off-brand,
1: okay. if they are. Uh-huh. My socks are uh, Wu-Tang Clan Protect your Neck socks. Um, <laughs> they say Protect your Neck Academy, and it's a lot of uh, karate and dojo stuff. So not, not Harry Potter at all, but I would say that the Wu-Tang Clan are like wizards of rap. <laughs> so I just thought they looked good with the purple pants. Um, (laughs) your next question
0: (laughs) so my actual question is so you talk about like I want this spinoff what is your like number one you need the spinoff like I'd like to hear from all three of you okay
1: yeah the number one spinoff I do think I really want to see as I mentioned here like I do really want to see what happened at the school while everyone was gone because there's a couple different things that you get you get like Neville becoming cool and a badass and like all what went down and like what the different classes were like, but a key thing is we're having a world where Snape is the headmaster and McGonagall is there. And like we had like sassy McGonagall replies to Umbridge, imagine what she does to Snape. So I think that would be a really fun spinoff uh, to see all of it and just like what went down while the squad was gone. Uh,
2: I want them all. <laughs> <laughs> Which one, the um... most. Either a, a Marauder story or a McGonagall story. I want like McGonagall's past. Like I want her right. life. I don't just want the Harry Potter books from her perspective. I want McGonagall's life. Is she married? Is her spouse at Hogwarts? Like what was she like growing up? What were her parents like? like I just want to know more. Okay.
3: Yeah.
0: How about you, Eric? i want like a workplace comedy at the Ministry of Magic. <laughs> <laughs> just just like just like the, just like the Office, but it's those guys that they like polyjuice into. <laughs> Like that's like that's like like the season one finale. It's like they get
1: knocked out by like Harry
0: Potter, right? And then they're like, it's like, oh, that's happening now.
1: That's what I want. I think that's really good. So thank you so much for your question. Uh, and thank you all so much. We're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here, but I gotta say thank you to Eric and Kelly for being here. Thank all of you for coming. Thanks, to listen up for having us and everyone who put it together, everyone who's working this venue and doing the audio and all that sort of stuff. Thank you so much. I really appreciate everything. This has been super cool. Everyone's treated us really well. Thanks to the Sentinel for Having us, Shauna, who's been running, listen up. Told me that they filmed parts of Fifty Shades of Grey here, which I couldn't confirm online, but like is canon now. <laughs> um, so that was on a podcast. But like, but there is like in the intro, it was mentioned that like there's some like creepy stuff here. I was in the green room. There's like creepy faces etched into the walls. It's one of those ceilings with the echo room. So like, I definitely was in the Chamber of Secrets today. So thank you all so much. I will say that I have to like literally run to wear horses, so I'm not going to be able to, like talk and stuff after the horse shows from three to four, and then at beer o'clock, which is a five minute walk from here. Afterwards, it's just like a bar that's open. If you wanna come say hey and talk to me and all that kind of stuff, I'll be over there. So that's gonna be a super fun time, we'll be there. But uh, but yeah, thank you again all so much for listening. And as they say, in the wizarding world of Harry Potter, before they sprint across Portland to go to their next live show, <laughs> Wizard on! <laughs> if you like Harry Potter jokes and stuff, you should follow Potterless on Twitter because I make Harry Potter jokes a lot. All you gotta do is go to twitter.com slash PotterlessPod. I usually tweet about three to four times a day. So enough where you're getting good content, but not too much where you hate me. Potterless is created by McShubert. It is hosted by Mick Schubert. It is edited by Mick Schubert. It is produced by Mick Schubert, as well as Leanne Davis, Vicky Garcia, Aaron Johnson, Jesse Horgan, Natalie Klobuchar, Klaus Sirlocum, Frank Cioto, Merchismo, Samantha Rose, Juan Sanfelio, Kieran Webb, Abita Med, Rosemary Dodge, Jill Boulay, Marie Lisa C. Romina Camille Doc, Russell Dunk. Dustin Bolin, cooch Audra, Eleanor, Kerlin, Cindy Cawthorn, Billy Hinton, Rossanne Batamana, Nikita Power, Taylor Armstead, Ali Madsen, Amelia Krauss, Sean Montague, Sarah Nink, Ben Silver, Rachel Guthrie, Zachary Polito, Orchid Grover, Vivian the Owl, Takari, Ron, Haley Hastings, Mr. Pinky Pan, Angelina Wither, Russ Marie Heise, Alex Bisulto, Brian Williams, Caitlin Sullivan, Mohsen Siddiqui, Grace Riggles, Raúl Paneda, Ingun Oddstadder, Mari Wynn, Brian Wingate, Alexandra Consulver, John Cocker, Jenna Juice, Noel Basile, Tao, Emily Tyrell, Robin Fernandez, Will Barrington, Liz Bigelow, Mariah Noah, Brandon Pickens, Sarah Enslin, Claire Spencer, Teal, Rory Collier, Gloria Gillum Sarah, and Patrick Donovan, Twenty Nine, Bowen, Veronica Bartova, Kevin Harnoy, Lotta Bartova, Noah, Tracy Toya, Carlos Nino, Pam Webb, Colleen, Jennifer Mark, Luford, AJ Svensson, Ivor Peterson, Naomi Guglielmo, Tyler Latraw, Summer Athel, Heather Fleischman, Vera Cullatham, Carrie D. Bagason, Andrea Proc, Elisa Grieven, Lynn Walker, Cameron Watkins, Justin Montero, Christine Saunders, Jacob Parrish, Toothless Walnut, Maya Gray, Mark Body, Polly Burge, Srujan Thanbe Brittany Gutierrez, Nita Atabani, Tumnus Moran, Remy Fontaine, Mats Furley, Sarah Shecker, Nona VM, Zeno Rosnowski, Emily Tilly, Colleen Mage Harlan, Haskins, Wouter Vandermaden, Sheldarp, Noelia Addy, Brian Wash & Large, Jenny Campione, Nikki Harris, Kara Hamilton, Dorcas, Courtney Hemwood, Kine Roan, Amanda Alfred, Sabrina, Alicia McLaren, Kafir Shaltiel, Lindy Plackey, Martha Medueno, Benjamin Desmond, Tajinder Chumber, Skymart6, Sarah Shedder, Peter Vostin, Yash Patel, Marta Morrison, Stephanie Magnuson, Justine Waday, Erin Richter, CJ Ochoco, Eileen Jesh, Kate L. Dobbs, Violet Sullivan, Hannah Suzanne Gormley, Kat Yowell, Lindsay Towning, Elizabeth Agathon, Fielding Lee, Stephanie Hofer, Keegan Curran, Miranda Manning, Adam Bryant, Jesus Aguilar, Christina Walton, Maya, Zachary Davis, Kieran, Ariel Rigdon, Heaven, and Kanta. Harry Potter, web designed by Kelly Beckman, and the music is by Patina Campomanis. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us at facebook.com slash Potterless, twitter.com slash Potterlesspod, instagram.com slash Potterlesspodcast, and reddit.com slash r slash Potterless. All the information and fun stuff about the show lives at Potterlesspodcast.com, and all the bonus content can be found at patreon.com slash Potterless. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, as they say, in the wizarding world of Harry Potter, <laughs> a wizard on!